This is the Come Follow Me podcast with Jaron Bunny. Each week, I'll get with a group of church members from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in the Los Angeles area to discuss the Come Follow Me manual. We shouldn't be focused on ourselves. We should be focused on, on others. There's a reason we're asked to meet together on Sundays. Their interpretations, feelings, and insights to help you study. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Come Follow Me podcast. This time I got to talk to my friend Jason and Spencer, and we talked about how we are all a body of Christ. It's kind of like unity part two. So let's get started. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Come Follow Me. Now we're, what are we studying? Ye are the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 8 through 13. And who do I have with me today? Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Spencer. Hi, Spencer. You're in the LA ward. I am, yes. And anything you wanted to say about yourself? Um, not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. And I'm Jason, uh, also in the LA ward. We are roommates. Yeah. Yes. How long have you guys been roommates? I've been roommates three years. Yeah. Long time. That is a long time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So starting off, what are some of your guys' thoughts about this Come Follow Me lesson plan? Like general thoughts. We don't have to go too deep yet. Too deep. Just how did you feel? Overall feelings. I loved it. It was great. You did? Yeah. Um, I really like Paul. Like, I feel like... A lot of this is talking about love towards other people yeah. and just not being selfish. Yeah. Um, seeing like what other people's needs are and being less concerned about your own needs. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a message all of us need to hear. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So mm. it was... yeah. Yeah. Like kind of going off that, I think it was a lot about like being selfless and thinking of others and how we are um, one people together and not like having selfish desires or wants and things like that. Right, right, right. I liked how it talked about we're all one body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot about unity again, and which is interesting because last um, lesson was also about unity. And um, I guess it's like a lesson that we actually need today. We, you know, there's a lot about uh, the world right now. It's really diverse. And it's just kind of, there's like a lot of, um, I don't know, not so much unity happening right now in the world. And so I'm like, you know what, this is still like really relevant to our lives right now, especially within the church, just being unified and like how we can kind of go into it the first part. Mm -hmm. Um, So it talks about in Paul's time, Corinth was a wealthy trade uh, center with residents from all over the Roman Empire. And the church members in Corinth struggled to maintain unity. So Paul sought to help them find unity in their belief in Christ. Um, And then they kind of go on and talk about how, rather, he taught that when you join the church of Christ, you are baptized into one body. That's in 1 Corinthians 12, 13. When one member is lost, it's like losing a limb and the body is weaker as a result. When one member suffers, we should all feel it and do our part to relieve it. And this kind of unity differences are not just acknowledged, but cherished because without members of diverse gifts and abilities, the body would be limited. 
I love that because um, I realized within just like doing leadership within the church, like every member had like a very special gift. Like I think it goes on later on to talk about spiritual gifts, Mm -hmm. but it's just like so clear that people are all different and unique and when one person is gone so like whenever like a person gets married <laughs> like our <laughs> ward and they leave like gone. and they're gone right it's uh-huh. great but then we feel it yeah like we yeah. truly feel it as a ward yeah. that that person's gifts are now the contribution and contribution are they're just gone yeah and it we kind of suffer a little bit until someone comes in moves in and like yeah. picks up that slack <laughs> but yeah. It's interesting because, like, just as much as you need the church, like, they also need you. Yeah. So, did you guys have any thoughts about yeah. that? Well, I love how those verses really emphasize, uh, like, the celebration of diversity, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's not, like, unity doesn't have to be sameness. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. happens a lot, especially in the church, right? Is that, yeah, totally. like, people start to conform all into, like, this one cookie-cutter member of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, like sometimes people feel ostracized because they're a little bit different. But Paul here is saying like, no, the differences are what we're celebrating. And like, we're not tolerating people who are different than we are. We're cherishing those people because they can bring something that that I can't bring. Mm -hmm. And so like, we need every one of those different people in order to successfully follow Christ and like be this one great unified group of people. Right. Yeah, it's true. First of all, I think it's so crazy. Like looking back and reading this and, seeing how like they were divided in like their beliefs and things this is just like a couple years like maybe 20 years or something after christ had died and they're already like separating in their like different christian beliefs and they're not all like one unified church still Mm -hmm. which is crazy that it happened that fast maybe it wasn't very organized yeah and that's what like (laughs) like everyone's far out we don't got internet yeah like they don't yeah they don't have yeah, there's no way like to the leaders of the church are like missionaries. Yeah, they're all like um, brand new, so yeah. probably like, I guess we do this and interpret things. Yeah, way. and they're so, all coming from different backgrounds too. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like we he got a lot to in um, chapter eight and like some of chapter nine too, where it's like, mm-hmm. well, you have this background, so you think this is okay, but this person has this background, so mm-hmm. they think this is okay, mm-hmm. yeah. and so everybody's just like coming out from a different <laughs> angle, different things, yeah. and it's just like this big. <laughs> mess that Paul is trying to keep straight but then on like the other side of that it's also a beautiful thing that everyone has these backgrounds that are different and different um ways to see the gospel and the teachings you know and that it's still for everybody and and we need in the church everyone's diversity and you know different contributions right to make our church whole yeah 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 And I like the kind of last message. So whether you feel like you've always been at home in the church or find yourself wondering if you truly belong, Paul's message is that unity is not sameness. You need your fellow saints and your fellow saints need you. I think like to any listener who maybe feels that way of like, am I needed in an award? The Mm -hmm. answer is, yeah, you are. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Totally. So yeah, I, I really like that last message of just like, you can contribute, but like, um, even if you're not, you don't feel like you're contributing, just being there is a con- like contribution. Yeah. So. And so many times like we're contributing to somebody's life and we don't even realize it. True. Right? So just, like mm-hmm. that person who feels like they're not a part of the ward 
is probably playing like some pivotal role in somebody's testimony and they just don't know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just by being there, they're helping someone else out. Yeah. Which, um, we'll go into it in the third part, um, about sacrament, but I thought that was really interesting, um, about unifying just within the sacrament maybe, but we'll talk more about it later. Mm -hmm. So that was, um, okay. So that was the first part moving on now, unless you guys have any other thoughts. Okay, great. No, yeah. <laughs> um, God provides a way to escape temptation. And I wrote a little side note. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so it talks about spiritual experiences, um, even miraculous ones, do not exempt us from temptations that are common to man. Um, this was in 1 Corinthians 10 13. That um, may be one reason why Paul wrote about how the Israelites in Moses' day struggled with temptation, even though they witnessed mighty miracles, which is, yeah, kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just kind of goes on to say, as you read 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 13, what warnings in the Israelites' experiences seemed applicable to you? What kind kinds of escape from temptations has Heavenly Father provided for you? When I read these chapters and I was like thinking about this, um, I wrote a little side note here that basically we, like the saints then were learning from these stories about temptations and about miracles and like keeping your faith and we're still learning about it. Yeah. It's just kind it's of crazy that like, like they were learning from the same scriptures. issues. Yeah. yeah the same issues. Happen. Yeah. It's just like this continual cycle. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. We never learn. We never learn. And, and it wasn't just the people in the Bible too, right? In the Book of Mormon, like we yeah. always talk yeah. about Laman yeah. and Lemuel, that they saw miracles <laughs> so and somehow things. they and still somehow they still slipped up yeah. and yeah. left it's the church at times. Such a part of the human condition. Why do you think yeah. that is? Like, why are we always conditioned to forget? Like the natural man in us is always just forgetting those miracles. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard because it's like there's so many things around. I mean, there's so many temptations and so many things around yeah. us. Sometimes you get distracted or put the gospel things like not in the forefront of your mind. Yeah. You're busy thinking of other things. Sometimes it's laziness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when I read these other chapters, they talked about like, see also Alma 13, 27 through 30 and 30 mm -hmm. by 18. It was a lot about like call upon Christ and like watch and pray. I like that like watch, like watch what's going on with your life and mm -hmm. take note of how you're slipping. Um, and then catch yourself, or like allow Christ to catch you from yeah. falling. Right. And then um, praying often and learning from the scriptures. Um, it's a constant battle. And they talked about it in previous Come Follow Me where they talked about, they didn't use the word battle, they used the word warring. It's like a war within yourself, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Um, but do you guys have any other thoughts about this? Yeah, I think I think it was the verse that it uh, references in Alma in chapter 13, but it might have been like other things that I started reading afterward. Yeah. Um, but it talks about repenting. It just yeah. made me think about how important it is for us to repent always. You know, and, right. and have the attitude that repentance isn't a bad thing. It's mm -hmm. a good thing that we should be doing daily and, and really... Um, taking the time, which Paul gets into later in, in the lesson, in the sacrament to you know, ponder on ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and th th those are the opportunities that we have to keep from um, 
forgetting all of the miracles and good things that have come to us. You know, yeah. it's like constantly repenting. And when we do that, that always like brings us We're back to turning that level to Christ set. again. Right. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I love the like little turn. Like sometimes it feels like even if I do like the smallest thing, mm-hmm. like even if it's like a little turn. I feel like no, I just feel it's like, like yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. Like, it's like I pinky up, and then I just feel like Christ just like pulls me out from that. Like yeah. it can be like the slightest thing, like just I, like a little give. Yeah, little, like, it's like uh, today I'm gonna read help you out. like a scripture, mm-hmm. and then it's like whoa, I got all these answers. Yeah. Or like yeah. today I'm gonna like instead of saying my prayer in bed, I'm gonna kneel. Just like a little little extra extra effort. effort. (laughs) And it's like, whoa, I got so much out of that prayer. So it's like funny how it could be the slightest turn to Christ. And, but we're so easy to forget those slight turns that we need to make. Yeah. 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 100%. But I I love that uh, the saints were still, they were learning from from past saints and we're learning from past saints. (laughs) And maybe saints in the future will be learning from us who knows it's just this continual yeah and it's like right above in first corinthians 10 like above the verse that is quoted at 13 and 11 it's like these things happened unto them for in samples and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are to come and then like down there's like a joseph smith translation and it's like for those upon like who around when the end of times like yeah and so it's it's like all these things are written like for these people, but also for us in these days. Yes. Like even back then, he's like, people in the future will need this. Will need this. Yeah. I love that. Um, do you guys read the book Saints? Yes. Yeah. You do? Uh-huh. And how they're like coming out with like, I think that's gonna be like well, from Joseph Smith's time to like modern time about Saints, right? I think like that's how many volumes there will be. Yeah, I know there's a lot coming. Yeah, there's wow. like a lot coming. Nice. Which is really cool that we could tell like when I read the book Saints, uh-huh. I learned so much about just the people of the church mm-hmm. and their faith and their testimony and their struggles and their shortcomings and so mm-hmm. much about them that I was like, wow, like this is still very applicable to like what's going on today. It's yeah. just in different, um, it's like a, it's just a different pattern or a different color. I don't know. It's just like, it looks different, right? but it's the, but same, it's the same issues, issues yeah. in ways. Like pride is still pride yeah. and like, yeah. yeah, temptations are still temptations. Mm-hmm. Like people have been dealing with chastity from the, like forever. Yeah. <laughs> so this just, isn't a new it's thing. It's not a new thing. It's not a new thing. But, and, and one of the books that I'm reading kind of in conjunction with Come Follow Me yeah. mentioned that too. It was like, you know, the, the temples of, Zeus and Athena aren't things that we deal with today, right? Right. But like there are still temples to uh, other gods, you know, that we always have to deal with. So, um, you know, entertainment and yeah. and music and pornography and addictions and everything mm-hmm. that is out there is our own like pagan temple. Totally. And yeah. we have to be like very aware mm-hmm. and like we're in the world, so we're going to have interactions with them, but like we have to be aware of how those are affecting us and how we're interacting with them all the time. Yeah. No, it's very true. Great. Okay. So now we're halfway through and we're going to talk about the sacrament unifies us as followers of Christ. Um, This part was like interesting because um, I didn't think about the sacrament in this way um, with, okay, I'll just go into it. So, 
Although the ordinance of the sacrament involves a personal commitment between an individual and the Lord, it is also an experience we share with others, which I kind of forgot because mm-hmm. it does feel so individual personal. and personal. Yeah. And even today when I went to take the sacrament and I was, I was there around my friends and I was like, oh yeah, like this is like a very like personal thing that I'm like sharing sometimes with like with, with people I don't know people I don't know <laughs> yeah, but yeah it could be like right. a stranger that's sitting next to me yeah. and I'm like sharing this very sacred experience yeah. with mm-hmm. um so and then it says we almost always partake of the sacrament together as a body of saints which is true too like mm-hmm. we're not taking it like I'm not going by myself somewhere right. like kind of like, like you can't do it at home yeah like, you can't sit here yeah. and like bless the sacrament right right you're not going to do it individually you're going to do it with everyone um Mm -hmm. and read what paul taught about the sacrament and think about how the sacred ordinance can help many become one in christ this was first corinthians 10 17 does someone have that scripture 10 17 yeah for we being many are one bread and one body for we are all partakers of that one bread and that's kind of true too if you think about it like we're partakers of that one loaf Mm-hmm. That is getting yeah. separated like, into like individual pieces. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that. It just came to me now. <laughs> 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 but that's that's cool insight to think about, like how, yeah, all those many pieces just form that one loaf of bread that we break. Yeah. Um, symbolism. Cool. It's out there, guys. You just have to find <laughs> it's it. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> And then it says, how might you draw strength from partaking of the sacrament with other believers? How does this influence the way you prepare for the sacrament and how you strive to keep your baptismal covenants? Um, and it, to me, I wrote down and makes me feel like I'm not alone in my belief mm-hmm. and that there's a sense of community yeah. um, of followers of Christ that I'm surrounded with. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a support system yeah, in yeah. ways of like, I'm trying to like renew my confidence and to be better. Mm-hmm. And so is the stranger next to me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know what are your guys thoughts. And we're like here to help each other in that too. Yeah. 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 No. So this was like a section of the lesson that I kind of made a mental note to like read up on more and ponder on more because it, like you mentioned, like so many times I go into sacrament meeting and I think of it as like, this is my personal time to like reflect on my week and think about how I'm doing and think about my personal relationship with Christ. And I think in a lot of ways I've lost that piece of like the bigger picture and how you know, partaking of the sacrament unifies all of us as yeah. like members of a ward or, you know, members of the church in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it really is like a, a powerful thing to think about how, we're all doing it together and we're all kind of relying on each other in this very like sacred personal thing Yeah, um, that we're really inviting so many other people to partake in with us, like all in the same moment. Yeah. So I remember so many times on my mission, we'd be teaching less active members Yeah. and we would be talking to them about like, why aren't they coming to church anymore? And common thing that we heard was, Oh, I was like offended by something someone said, I don't want to go back. And as missionaries, we were just like, oh, but like church and your salvation, that's, it's for you. Like you need to go take the sacrament for you. Like it doesn't matter who's there. Like you're doing this for yourself. And now like after studying these things and like, you know, learning more, it's like that couldn't be farther from the truth. Like there's a reason we're asked to meet together on Sundays as like 
a church unified together and we do these things together because it is such a support and help to everybody yeah and and kind of like this whole section the vibe that i got from reading it was like we are all we need to be unified together as a church like we need to all be kind and treat each other with charity and things like that because we are all important and need to be there yeah and i think that um the more as members we grasp that i think it'll be I don't know, easier to help others that are struggling, like not coming to church or like, um, that feel like they're, they just got baptized and they don't belong into the church. Like Mm -hmm. it is kind of hard though. I'm going to have to say when like missionaries, like they're like friends with these, you know, members and they like join Mm -hmm. and then they like move on to another like investigator and it's gotta be hard for like connection yeah their main connection is now abandoned them anyways (laughs) (laughs) moved on to the next and now they're kind of feeling like well i had friends here Mm -hmm. do i have friends now and it yeah it is really hard and i feel like that's something that we need to remember that like we have a lot to contribute just like helping others feel like they belong in the body of christ Yeah. yeah um and recognizing that like uh, we're successful when they're successful. Right? Yeah. So, like, when mm-hmm. they become more active or build their testimony more, like that is success for us too because we're all the same body, right? Totally. So like, yeah. if the hand is successful, then the foot's successful yeah. and the eye is mm-hmm. successful. And, yeah. And like Paul gets into that in the thirteenth chapter. Right. He's like mm-hmm. you know we shouldn't be focused on ourselves. We should be focused on on others, and yeah. that's yeah. what brings like the true unity and faith. I, I know. I love it. Yeah. It's great. Um, great. Okay. This one is um, interesting. Why did Paul write about head coverings and hairstyles? Hmm. I don't know. Let's find out. So Paul <laughs> referred to cultural, cultural customs of dress and grooming in order to teach about the relationships between men, women, and the Lord. While we do not follow these customs today, we can still learn about Paul's declaration in 1 Corinthians 11.11. What is 11.11? Do you have it? I have it. Uh, Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. All right. So that men and women are both needed in the Lord's plan, both in marriage and in the church. Um, And then it goes on to talk about um, Elder David A. Bidnar taught, the man and the woman are intended to learn from, strengthen, bless, and complete each other as they progress toward, uh, together toward exaltation. Um, Something I like about that is like not even within marriage, but within the church that men and women are needed. And I feel that way even with like callings. Like we both have really special gifts with just like our, you know, genders mm-hmm. that um okay here's an example so i don't know if this is true or not but i could be stereotyping <laughs> this is a hard thing about talking about genders because it's like gender norms i know there could be but like for me i'm just talking about me i'm not very like um my mind is like kind of all over the place and so it's it's really great for multitasking like, yeah. i can do a lot mm-hmm. of different things all at once mm-hmm. whereas like Again, I feel like I'm stereotyping, but sometimes men are really good about, like, just seeing a project and fulfilling it and, like, you know, seeing one thing and going for it and, like, figuring it out and solving it, mm-hmm. whereas sometimes it takes me longer because I'm finding all these other and things to look different. at. Yeah. yeah, right. But both are needed, mm-hmm. but they're very different from yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. Do you guys see the differences or like you can see how we need each other to even help within the church to unify us? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I and we hear, I, th- I think this is something we hear echoed by the leaders of the church all mm-hmm. the time too, right? Is that both men and women have pivotal roles to play and you can't have one without the other yeah. and, and we all kind of lift where we stand. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes it's difficult for us in our day and like seeing how it's more common for women to like be the main breadwinner in a family or something right. like that. And, and a lot of times it, people aren't going to have that very like stereotypical life where, you know, the, the wife wants to stay at home and raise the kids right. and the husband goes off to work. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I remember when I was young, my mom talking about one of her friends and she was like, yeah, she, like she has a hard time at church sometimes because she doesn't want to stay home and raise kids, but she feels like she has to. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Um, and I, it, again, later in chapter 13, Paul says, you know, now we see through a glass darkly. We don't understand everything. We don't comprehend everything. And he's been telling the Corinthians this, this entire book, because the, the letter that was written to Paul was full of this, like, well, we know all of these things, right? Yeah. Like we're so smart with our knowledge. And Paul really ends this with, look, if you are so focused on your knowledge, you're going to miss so many things in the gospel. Yeah. And so I think sometimes things like this is like, we don't always find that um, like a, a congruency in our knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, but we need to remember that like our ways are not the Lord's ways. And ultimately mm-hmm. when we're seeing with a clear vision, like God does, we'll understand what he's saying in these things, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't, get too frustrated and feel like oh well i'm out of place at church but recognize that like the way i see this is valuable to everyone at church and i should like speak up and share my my thoughts and feelings and and everyone should should be able to build off of those things and all uh become better because of the differences that we have again right like Mm -hmm. like you mentioned before so yeah i think there are parts of this um that i like i you know it's so interesting and it's hard not being in paul's culture to understand yeah, like, yeah. why we like women had to cover their heads and yeah. Yeah, and all of this stuff um but just recognizing that like the knowledge that we lack now we won't always lack and eventually we'll be able to see the full picture yeah, yeah. but there's a lot of like controversy with like men and women and like genders in the church yeah. right oh, now yeah. yeah which i never thought like you know the um the proclamation to the world mm-hmm. that talks about genders and it talks i was like i took a course on that whole doc like the whole document like mm-hmm. in byu idaho and we went from like paragraph or like sentence by sentence and we analyzed mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. i remember the gender part i was like man like, we, like it was <laughs> just like not a big concern or like anything like, yeah, sure uh-huh. when i took it i don't want to tell you what year i took it because it makes me feel very old um but <laughs> But now I'm like, wow, like it's wild to see that we're still talking about this. And this is something that's like a hot topic issue mm-hmm. right now in the church yeah. too. Yeah. So Well, and it's crazy how it's been here all along. Paul, so yeah. woke back in the day. So woke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah. It's like neither the man without the woman, the woman without the man. Yeah. It's like both are equally important. There isn't, men aren't more important. Women aren't more important. Everyone is has the equal importance. Yes. Know? Like everyone has different roles, but you know, within the church and different things that, you know, we do and whatever, but right. we are both, they're both equally important. Yeah. 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 One isn't less than. Right. 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 
Next thing is spiritual gifts are given to benefit all of Heavenly Father's children. So this is just talking about kind of what um, the body of Christ and unifying and we're all different and we all have spiritual gifts. And um, it says, but it is a good place to start. Oh, in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, your identity and ponder the spiritual gifts Heavenly Father has given you. Um, and then going on, it says, if you have a patriarchal blessing and also may mention some of the spiritual gifts you have, um, how do these gifts help us build God's kingdom? Something that I always, um, love. I, I read like this, um, it wasn't an article. It was a church devotional, maybe for like BYU Idaho. Sometimes I like to go back and like reread those. And, um, one was talking about spiritual gifts and how like, you can just ask for a spiritual gift. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. If it's like going to like build the kingdom of God. Yeah. So like in my calling that I had as a really excited president, I like needed help dealing with like different personality types. <laughs> 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 like did not have that gift. <laughs> and like my counselors did, but I'm like, why don't I have this gift? <laughs> So I literally just was like, all right, I'm just going to pray. And it didn't come like automatically. Like right. I didn't all, all of a sudden like wake up and I was like, I know how to deal with every single personality. No, it was not that way. Right. It was like I had to work on it and like, but slowly and surely it came and I understood mm-hmm. more about different personalities. And I think that it's just, uh, hopefully I still have that spiritual gift that it didn't like leave <laughs> but after the calling left. But um, have you guys noticed anything like that, um, examples of that in your own life? Yeah, I think there's some, there's spiritual gifts that like you kind of discover that you have naturally mm-hmm. as you kind of like learn more, like figure yourself out, you know? Yeah. And then there's some that, you don't have that you like really wish you did like um gift of tongues or you know language i try so hard yeah (laughs) things like that but maybe because it's like i don't need to learn it for the church (laughs) i don't know know what i mean it's like i'm just trying to do it on my own like for my own yeah or just like patience and it's like whenever you pray for patience or the gift of patience, they you get opportunities yeah. to like be tested with <laughs> yeah, patience. Maybe, maybe don't ask that. <laughs> so that's a rough one, but <laughs> that's kind of what happens and you like work on it, but then eventually you get it, you know, yeah. after being t- like tested so many times with patience, you finally get patience. No, it's so. true. That's a tough one to get. It is. So, it's yeah. tough. Careful what you ask for. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> um, but, one thing that really stuck out to me in this is I love how Paul said to covet earnestly the best gifts, right? Yeah. So like you said, like ask for those gifts and like yeah. go seek for them. Um, but also in the the Sunday school teacher version of Come Follow Me, oh. it referenced a really good talk. Wait, you can look up a Sunday school? Yes. So, there, so wow, there's like the individuals and families. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So there's the Sunday school teacher version oh. that has like a few different things, but obviously it's like the same topic yeah yeah um so if you need more than just the individual yeah i do need more (laughs) check out the sunday school sunday school manual um you just go online and just look at that yeah it's in the app i think it's in the app i think i've seen it it's great stuff okay um but it references um a talk by elder marvin j ashton in the October 1987 conference that is 87 87 we're going back back. (laughs) yeah um it's called there are many gifts 
And it's really good. He talks about a lot of gifts that aren't quite as well known. Right. Okay. So like mm-hmm. everybody knows the gift of tongues and, you know, right. these like re- ones that would be really cool to have. Yeah. Right. Um, but he's like, oftentimes we don't realize the gifts that we do have. Yeah. And he, he talks about, you know, some of those gifts that so many people are blessed with that other people don't yeah. have. And, you know, to to appreciate those gifts that you do have and recognize uh, how you're special and that just because you don't have, you know, like the gift of prophecy. OK, but the gift of prophecy, I actually researched deal. it. Mm-hmm. I got a quote. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was interested gift in that. I was like, prophecy. Gift of prophecy is a really interesting thing because you think like, I'm going to get like, that. Dreams, visions. Yeah, but it's the spiritual gift of prophecy. This is in, um, let me look for Elder Dallin H. Oaks. Spiritual gifts is the talk, so you know it's mm-hmm. a good one. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, he says, The spiritual gift of prophecy is quite different. As we read in the book of Revelation, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So just having a testimony uh, in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is the gift of prophecy. The prophet Joseph Smith relied on the scripture and teaching that every other man who has a testimony of Jesus is a prophet. Similarly, Apostle Paul states that he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Thus, in the sense used in speaking of spiritual gifts, a prophet is one who testifies of Jesus Christ, teaches God's word, and exhorts God's people. So in its spiritual sense, to prophesy means much more than to predict the future. Cool. Mm, nice. That is cool. <laughs> so whenever we teach or like... <laughs> Talk about the gospel yeah. and put it on a podcast. You got that wow. <laughs> you got that? it right now. <laughs> you didn't even know. <laughs> Terrifying. Wow. <laughs> so you learn new That's things, great. new gifts about yourself yeah. all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that cool? That is cool. Uh, but I also really love how Paul ends chapter 12. Mm-hmm. It talks about he'll show a more excellent way, and then yeah. the next chapter is about yeah. love. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then he's like, or yeah, that. why is the most important thing? <laughs> Do you remember a more excellent way? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is what I think of instantly Every, when instantly I hear that I'm phrase. Like, <laughs> Sure. And I think Paul what was also is. thinking EFY. <laughs> uh, or charity. Or charity. Um, but yeah, I, I love how he ends it with like, yes, these spiritual gifts are so important and you should like yeah. seek after them. But the most important thing you can have is love. Yeah. And like, if you don't have love, then you're missing the Nothing. entire point of the gospel. Because yeah. the gospel yeah. is love. Yeah. 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 Whew. We did it, guys. We did. <laughs> um, I don't think there was like any. It's just kind of like FHE stuff. Um, so I don't know. Studying it this way was it a lot different? Did you get a lot more out of it? Oh yeah. <laughs> when you have like not pressure, but pressure <laughs> to, to really have a discussion that people will hear and learn from yeah it's like you you really do like kind of meditate more and think about right the scriptures and the things because you want to be able to have a discussion yeah so it's really good i mean not all of you guys will have the opportunity to be on a podcast about come follow me <laughs> although you should but if you like have a study group or something i think it helps a lot because if you come thinking like I need to discuss these things with people, you yeah. really do learn so much more and get so much more out of it. Yeah, yeah. you do. Well, that's so much the point of come follow me, right? Like yeah, even if it's yeah. not 
you know, podcast, but like to be able to come prepared to discuss in Sunday school. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's not like let me go learn then. It's let me learn before and yeah. then be able to like share my testimony with everybody else while I'm there at church or in a study group or whatever. And you'll yeah. have better insights that like that little quote I just found. Yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. So, anyways, cool thanks. Talks from 1987. Isn't it? 1987. <laughs> <laughs> Way back when. <laughs> but thanks so much, guys. And, you know, come back anytime. Thanks, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>